This is everything you want to know about non-clinical careers for physicians. At Third Evolution, I'm your host, Robert Pretty. Are you ready for prime time? If you're invited to a video or phone interview, you need to be in your own prime time. I'm going to tell you how. More and more, the interviewing process is occurring online. So many video apps exist today, the need for cumbersome or expensive webinar software has nearly disappeared. And companies, organizations, large and small, are moving, at least in initial interviews and screenings, to computer, iPad, and phone apps. Are you ready for this? In my Amazon book, The Physician's Guide to Non-Clinical Careers, I advised at length about telephone and webcam interviews. And my advice today is just the same as when I originally wrote that book. Your objective is to look like a network evening news anchor. Period. It's that simple. Well, and that challenging. How do you accomplish that goal? These are my five critical steps for you to be ready for prime time. But before we begin, actually watch and analyze a professional news anchor. I suggest a PBS NewsHour because they consistently use the more traditional anchor desk for much of their broadcast. Other networks seem to always be changing their sets and formats, but the PBS program keeps a very consistent approach, and they use the same physical set model for several of their reporters. So you can also study some individual differences within just a few broadcasts. Watching a couple of broadcasts should give you some visual cues as to what you want to accomplish. So number one, you want a non-distracting background. Select or create a set, if you will, think studio set, in your house or office that provides a background that becomes somewhat of a blank slate against which you'll stand out. That doesn't necessarily mean a blank wall, but it does mean something that won't have viewers wondering what's behind you. I've seen attractive bookcase backdrops, curtains, and even plants create a very attractive background that doesn't detract from the speaker. What you don't want is a post, a picture, or some other element sticking out from behind you or up from the middle of your head. And you certainly don't want your head framed in the center of a picture frame. I say this because I've seen all these backgrounds when working with clients, and I find them quite distracting. I'm sure others do as well. Most of all, You simply don't want busy stuff behind you that people will be looking at instead of you. That objective should make it easy for you to self-evaluate the quality of the background for your own studio set. Number two, once you have your background or backdrop, you need to have the right, I'll say furniture, for you to be able to stand or sit. So what does right furniture mean? It means your desk, a countertop, a stand, or something that places your computer or other video device at the right height and angle. And that goes to the next big question. Number three, will you sit or stand? You'll note the newscasters I suggest as models are usually seated, and that's fine. But if you've watched other newscasts, you see people standing and even walking around. Well, This is my suggestion. I recommend you stand, but stand at a counter height area. In other words, 
I'm suggesting you stand, but I want you to have all the access for writing, sorting through papers, the accoutrements that you need for conducting your interview. I want you to have all the things you'd have at your desk at that counter height. Now, why stand? Well, really it's simple. Standing, your diaphragm has more room to expand and take in, in air. And you'll find it easier to breathe. Well, that's important because most of us can be at least a little nervous when interviewing or having an important discussion. And struggling to capture a deep breath just makes us look more nervous and detracts from our professional appearance. Whether for phone or video interviews, my recommendation is to stand. Let me, let me return to number two for a moment. Standing will probably complicate your choices for your physical studio setup. Here's why. Camera angle and height. Well, you want to be looking fairly level and straight into your camera. You know, have you ever video conferenced with someone using their phone or computer on their desktop and the camera's 8 or 12 inches below their eyes? You know, first, they're looking down at you like you're at the bottom of a pit. And second, you're looking up into their nostrils. That's not a pretty picture. And most of us have our lighting at or above our heads. And so in that angle, the lighting's above their eyes. And so you have this preponderance of dark shadows coming down, which you know, makes them look uh, even a, a little less attractive, you might say, and can detract from, from facial expressions and other things that are very important in a video interview. So in order to get the right height and angle, you may need a stack of books or even a small stool. Also pay attention to where your camera is. And I say your camera, not your monitor. Your actual camera may be above, below, or left or right of your monitor. Now, I have a stand-up desk, and if you do as well, managing height is easy. However, before I had my stand-up desk, I used a small coffee table that I could put on top of my desk. That coffee table height, in addition to your desk height, tends to work out pretty well in terms of having a, a good setup. And that size affords you the space you want it to, on the top of the desk to lay your papers out. Next, test your setup with someone. Have a friend or another acquaintance watch your presentation. Ask them if they think you're positioned well in the frame. The top of the frame should be just above the top of your head. You should be reasonably centered left and right, and it should appear that you're speaking directly, neither up nor down, to the other party. One last point that I will continue to stress. Look at the camera when you speak, not at your image. In other words, you're looking at the camera, you're looking into the eyes of the people you're talking to. Your setup for your studio, really, this is the hard part. This takes time and some patience and some creativity and some practice. Most of our homes and our offices even, they're decorated for us to, to be in. Uh, they're decorated for us to look at. They're not decorated to be a backdrop for a video production. It can take some work to find and create that right look. Be patient. Be diligent. Once this is done, let's move on to the actual interviewing process. Number four, this is your interview setup. 
I believe you'll see the advantages of standing as I describe this. In your interview setup, first you want all your material. You want your resume. You want a copy of your stump speech. Any keyword lists that you've created. They may relate to the job description. They may relate to your stump speech or other elements of your experience. You certainly you want to make sure you use. You want the name or the names of the interviewers. And you want paper to write on. And when I say paper to write on, I usually suggest tearing out several sheets of paper. You may not need more than two or three or four. Tear them out so that you can slide them across and write on them. You don't want them to have to be uh, flipping a pad during this interview. It both makes noise and visually it's distracting. And you want a couple of pens. You may note from other podcasts when I talk about interviewing, I always suggest carrying two pens because one will always run out of ink. So make sure you have at least two pens. And if you're at home and or in your office at this setup, you can have three or four pens. Uh, don't ever risk running out of ink. And last on your desk, have a glass of water. And I'll stress glass, not some other kind of container. Also, the materials that you are using for prompts or reference materials, I suggest you print these in a larger type, sa- type size than normal. This is going to make them easier to read without having to shuffle pages or pick things up. And again, all of that can be distracting. If you've ever actually been in a newsroom and seen the, the, the worksheets that, that broadcasters are looking at, things are usually written in a larger typeface than what we would usually use for letters or other documents. Now, number five, we're getting close to your time for your interview. What do you wear? Whether you're on the phone or in a video, I suggest you dress the same. Wear a dark suit jacket, a white, light blue, or off-white shirt or blouse, and a medium tone, solid color, tie, or scarf. I suggest this whether it's a phone interview or a video interview, simply because it's part of putting on your game face. It's looking the part. You might say dressing for success, it gets into your head that you look like you're ready for the job you want. So now your phone's ringing, your computer is beeping, it's time to start your call or your video. Smile. Be sure you're smiling. Don't let the technology distract you from your main purpose, a successful interview. And smiles come through whether they can be seen or not. Again, it's like wearing the right clothes, having a smile. It helps set your tone internally as well as externally for the interview. Make sure you've eliminated any external distractions. Ringing phones, barking dogs, your spouse or children interrupting you. Make sure those things don't happen. And again, look into the camera while you're speaking. Don't look at your picture or theirs. Look into their eyes, and that's the camera. Keep your hands in front of you or on the countertop. Not in your pocket, not folded across your arms, not moving around a lot. Keep yourself focused and reasonably still. And remember that After the introductions are done, and just like 
if you were in a room with the people, you go around and introduce yourself to each one. Your stump speech will probably be the answer to their first question, because their first question will probably be, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? So make sure your stump speech is well rehearsed. Follow my setup and my preparation advice, and you're going to be ready for your primetime phone or video interview. The actual interviewing process with video is just about the same as with face-to-face. And if you're interested, I'll suggest that you listen to my podcast, Interviewing for Your Non-Clinical Job. That will get into details of actual interviews and dealing with questions and the questions you ask and answer. But there are a few nuances of video I want you to be aware of. So consider these. First, you're on camera. That means people may be watching you more intently, more consistently than if you were there in person. That means stay still. Focus any movement or gesture. Move with intention, not fidgeting, not rocking back and forth if you're standing. Make any movement intentional. Body language is even more important on video because it's more noticeable. Be very cognizant of the proverbial ahs and ums. They stand out much more on video. And because you're using a mic, swallowing, breathing, all those little extraneous noises and things, they're picked up more, and they can be very distracting. And don't be afraid to pause. A little bit of dead air in video is okay. They can see that you're still there. If you would have paused when you were sitting across the table or the desk from someone, you can pause when you're on video. And during an interview, on the phone even, a pause is okay because it shows your thinking. They don't expect you to hang up. Pauses can be used for effect as well as simply to give you a moment to think and contemplate. So whether video or phone, you want those you're speaking to to say that person is polished, that person is articulate, that person is a very clear communicator, that person is someone other people will listen to. That's your objective. So with that, have a great interview. You're ready for prime time now. This is Bob Pretty for Third Evolution. Until next time, thanks for listening.